Welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt spends St. Patrick's Day pinching people who didn't wear green, mostly young boys. You might feel a little pinch, he'd politely warn them. This week's show is sponsored by the all-new Chipotle. He bleach the shit out of the place and we're ready to serve you. Chipotle, when you're dying for Mexican. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Man Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, speaking of people who have no connection to the lovely country of Ireland, Charlie Sheen, uh, who is Mexican, I think, uh, used to be Charlie Estevez. Uh, he's uh, married a number of women. He's uh, had children with a number of women. Uh, he also has the AIDS, as you know. Mm. Um, this week, Charlie went to court to try and reduce his child support to both of his baby mamas. He has two, Denise Richards and Brooke Mueller. Uh, Denise Richards, he has two girls by, and Brooke Mueller, two crazy-ass little Cray twins. <laughs> Co- cocaine demon children. Cocaine, crack, demon children, who apparently they can't find a nanny for it because they've killed the last three. Uh, he pays about six hundred grand, six hundred fifty grand to each of these ladies a year, just for, not in alimony, just in child support. My question, and he's trying to get it reduced. He says, Charlie Sheen says he's, he's broke now because he's done too much drugs and hookers, and his AIDS medication, thanks to Shkreli, is uh, <laughs> super, super expensive. So even though he made $25 million a year for some period of time and had a little bank, he claiming, he's claiming poverty, got to reduce it. But here's my question to you. Forget Charlie Sheen's bank account for a second. Isn't like $1.3 million in child support a lot of fucking child support to pay no matter how wealthy you are? Yeah, I don't, I don't get why. I think it should just be like a standard amount. Like here's what you need to um, you know, buy clothes and transportation and whatnot. But This is 300000 per kid basically per year. Yeah, I don't see what they could even spend it on. It's like that movie Brewster's Millions. Like if you gave a kid three hundred grand, like they wouldn't know how to spend that much. They'd buy like $1,000 worth of toys and that'd be it. That's awesome. No one under 50 has seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was an old reference. For the 83 movie reference. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think the whole the whole theory is that the kids, when they when they leave the dad, the dad's no longer in the picture, and they're with the mom. The kids are supposed to live the lifestyle they've become accom- you know accustomed to, right? So Charlie Sheen's super rich. He has a mansion. He has Ferraris and Lamborghinis and chauffeurs and all this crap. So when they're with the mom, they should have the same stuff, right? That's basically what he's paid for. Does that make sense to you? No, I mean, I think the mom could have weighed that option when deciding to divorce him, but. You know, if you're not with your dad anymore, then you don't you shouldn't necessarily be entitled to all the spoils that he had. I mean, what if your dad dies? Then you don't get all the same shit that you got before he was dead, you know? Well, in Charlie Sheen's case, I believe they're rooting for that. <laughs> they <laughs> probably, probably they're probably gonna do pretty well if that happens. I just don't understand the, the concept. It's like, well, what if Charlie Sheen's not living the lifestyle that he once was? I mean, he didn't have HIV before and now you know That's new. That is new. That he's is new. spending a lot of time on that. I just think it's weird that the government can come in and say you know you have to pay this much money to your family really you know i don't even see why people get married i don't see why you need the government to be like hey you officially love each other it's like well i don't need your fucking opinion on this um but why should they step in this should be something that's handled you know amongst the family and if not these people are fucking stupid because they're just – you know the money they're spending on lawyers to tell him that he needs to pay that 600 grand. They could just cut that in half and he could just you know, just be decent about it. Just, hey, what do you need? OK, I'll buy it. Is this uh, – goes back to your childhood trauma of going to bed hungry every night, Matt? <laughs> While these kids are eating caviar and uh, having the maids bring things to them on velveteen pillows? Yeah. 
I mean, look. Well, I mean, some of the look, so, look. Some of I mean, you should have like. I think what they're saying is like. So when they're with Charlie once a week or something, when he hides the prostitutes and drugs in the closet, uh, they get to live the life of Riley, right? They're in this massive, awesome place, and they did before, I guess, when he was their dad for a year or two, whatever the hell it was. And they go back to, to the wife's house. In the Brooke Miller's case, she spent all her money on crack, so she's living in some sort of tract home, and it's it's dangerous and horrible. And then they're trying to say like that shouldn't be the case for the kids. The kids should have the Charlie lifestyle the whole time. You don't see a glimpse of that? Like, that's a little bit fair? No, I think they should have the Charlie lifestyle when they go hang out with Charlie, the guy that's making all the money. I mean, isn't it kind of sexist? First of all, if you want that kind of life for your kids as a, as a divorced woman, why don't you try and make some more money? Uh, yeah, it, fucking kinda, divorced women. It's kind of sexist, isn't it, to assume that, that there's no way she could replicate that? I mean – uh, no, I don't, yeah, well, it is kind of sexist. I mean, no one's going to make $30 million a year like Charlie Sheen, but she certainly, make, I mean, I think both is wise, at least Denise well, you Richards. You don't need $30 million a year to give your kids a happy childhood. No, you need $1.3 million a year, apparently. <laughs> I did, I, look, it's the whole thing is based on how much, so the whole thing is based on how much Charlie was making, right? So he's making a ton of money, so they're saying, here's what you gotta, here's what you gotta pay. You know, if you're making, I mean, most people aren't paying $1.3 million in child support because they don't have $1.3 million. They're paying 10000 or 5000 or there's a year. Um, but, you know, isn't the money better off with the kids than it is with Charlie? Isn't he just going to blow it on uh, AIDS-y kind of shit? I don't know. He could invest it. It's like I don't, I don't think the wife. He seems gonna... like a wise investor. You can – I mean you can get screwed on. I know this – sometimes – I think it's in certain states. It's actually based on the money that you made um, like in your best year or the last year in which you were married. So yeah. if you're a chick – you know, you could divorce the guy after he gets like a sweet gig. Charlie Sheen's probably not going to get another two and a half men, right? No, he's not. Although he's done two and a half men, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's an age joke. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's to me, I look at both sides. One, the kids don't need $1.3 million to get by every year. The moms are obviously spending that on things for themselves, or at least, you know, the nicer houses, nicer cars, and all sorts of shit like that. On the other hand, Charlie Sheen got. A shitload of money, and you know he seems to be sending it down a drain on you know drugs and hookers and stuff, which isn't such a bad deal, except for the AIDS. And uh, you know, so it's, I could see both ways. Like you want to take money away. From, if, let's say put it this way: if it was not Charlie Sheen and a decent dude, I might say feel differently. Mm-hmm. But in the case of Charlie Sheen, I feel like taking away his money might be a good thing. Yeah, like he's less likely to kill himself or hurt hurt other people. Uh, and if the money goes sort of to the kids, I would think like just maybe twenty grand a year and like a college scholarship would be enough. That would be enough. Yeah, yeah, that's enough too. I know people that work at fucking Arby's and have like three kids. I know that it's possible to <laughs> to raise them. Well, yeah, but they have the minimum wage that has to be raised for those people. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. are some of your those are some of your good friends at fast food workers. That'll help out a lot. Yeah. Now, why now would you have? Why career. would you? By the way, why would you have three? Do they have three kids? Then get a job at Arby's, or do they work at Arby's and just get really lucky? I don't know. You know, you meet people that are like, yeah, I should probably start working more. I had all these kids. It's like, well, maybe you should have thought about that before you uh, work at Arby's. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, people worked at Arby's. We worked at Arby's when you were like 17 or 18. And you got like five bucks an hour or something like that. And you spend it on, you know, weed or booze or whatever. Yeah. But you weren't expected to raise like a family of five off of it. Like never. No. And you weren't expecting it. Like I'm all for raising the, the federal minimum wage, you know, but. Saying that we should pay these people seventeen, eighteen bucks an hour, it's like you don't want to get stuck working at McDonald's. Like you don't want to get too comfortable. You know, no. you, you work at McDonald's so you realize, oh shit, I need to do something much. Oh, better. it was like it was like a military service or a prison term or something like that. You do your like year or two and you get out. So Motivates you, you. Yeah, there's always that one dude who like who had a kid like way too early and had to like do the night job and the manager job. Yeah, and like had to stay there for a few extra years because he had actually had a kid somewhere. Yeah, and he had to work like triple shifts and stuff like that. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> 
really is. Actually, I think I, th- I think I saw that in a movie. That didn't really happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Charlie Sheen, just pay the money. Shut up. I mean, it, you know, look, if you lay out the cost of your AIDS drugs, separate out your two and a half men residuals, which have to be like three or four million dollars a year. He's probably still doing okay. Just give the money to the kids. I have no sympathy for anyone involved in this story. Like, no, that's the point. I kind of wish they would all just die. That's the point. Well, not the kids. Well, maybe the little crazy ass the crack kids. They should die because um, they're going to hurt a lot of people. The little, the little girls seem really nice. Charlie Sheen, pay the money and we'll get out. All right. Matt, I know uh, someday you hope to have sexual relations with a woman. <laughs> Uh, and they may produce a child. Uh, when your child is 13 years old, like Adam LaRoche of the White Sox, uh, do you intend to have your 13-year-old child hanging with you 24-7 on the, on the job when you're, uh, when you're the manager of RVs? I don't want anyone hanging out with me all day, every day, really. No, I need no. a little, little personal time, a little personal space. Um, I can't think of anybody I would want to be with 24-7. I mean, you know, people go, oh, if I had a hot girl, no, not, like maybe no. A couple, an hour a day. No, you, know? you need a couple. Spurts. You need some Spurts. some guy time or just some alone time. You know, yes. the chick starts. Hey, what time are we going to that party? I, I said I was going. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah, you know, it gets a little fucking irritating. Yeah, you don't need. You got a shadow. You only need one shadow in life. Yeah. Uh, Adam LaRoche has a 13 year old son. He's refusing to play baseball now for the White Sox, so they won't let his son live basically in the clubhouse with Adam LaRoche. This is all not just in the summer. This is all year round, basically. Uh, do you intend to do that with your child? Is that does this seem like a good idea as a parent to raise your child this way? It's weird. I didn't know. Like, I know that little kids are around the the baseball field from time to time in the clubhouse, um, but I didn't know that they would just be, yeah, like constantly. It'll be there. He's there. I mean, last year he was there pretty much like all the time. And he lived, they lived in Kansas City, but they played in Chicago. So he just lived in Chicago with his dad and went to the ball games every day. He didn't attend school or anything like that. It doesn't seem good for the kid. It seems like something maybe the kid would suggest and you're like, no, are you fucking insane? <laughs> yeah. Like, you can come, you like know. for a week. Yeah, you can come on, on a Sunday or, yeah. Like can, I, can I drop out of school? Like, can I drop out of school and just hang out in the dugout with the Dominican guys spitting seeds? And of drink? course, son. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that sounds really good. I mean, if I was him, you know, I, I would think that the kid should be in school. It's just, it's super weird that like if I so I don't have kids I don't want to have kids so if I was playing baseball I'd be like all right well this is where I get to sit around and talk about banging chicks last night with my balls hanging out and you know I'm not going to be doing that with a 14 year old kid in the in the dugout no he's a it, no it's it's a and also so Adam LaRoche is this very sort of uh, let's call him old school dude sort of. B- biblical fundamentalist who likes to... He's got like a Quaker beard. Yeah, you know, he's got the whole shit going on. He also, by the way, takes his son out to his... Uh, he, he films a lot of his hunting trips for the Outdoor Channel. He takes his son out. They go grizzly hunting with their with their guns and stuff like that. Just in case the kid would have a day of school, he pulls him out for that too. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, so he like he, he said that he had this quote where he said like, you know, you can learn a lot. Basically, you can learn a lot more like in the out in the real world than you can at school. Uh, which is something you probably don't say about like he pulled his kid out when he's eleven. So you don't probably don't say about eleven year olds, maybe like sixteen year olds. Yeah. Uh, and also, the real world is not necessarily the Chicago White House <laughs> clubhouse, and the you know yeah. that's not the real that's not the real world. Sitting in the dugout, you know, hanging out with the, the players and watching games is not the real world. No, that's like uh, a fantasy world of of. I mean. Well, what is the real world? I mean, you could say that about, you know, I, I fucking work at the bus station sweeping the floors. That's the, that's the real world. That is the fucking real you world. You don't want to take your kid to hang out with you all day. No, he'd learn a lot there, though. He'd probably learn more there than he would in the club. I mean, that rule only works <laughs> like th- there's a balance. So you could say, uh, I'm going to take you to the steel mill. You're, you'll learn a lot more here than you will in the classroom. That's true. But 
only for that day. If you go yeah. every day, you're not going to learn anything else essentially past the first few. You need both things. You need real yeah, you're world gonna learn, experience. Like, you're going to learn smelting. You'll learn smelting as well. You need to learn how to read, and you do need some basic academic stuff. You so know? the state the state of Kansas has de- decided, you know, they were asked, the state of Kansas educational department said, it's okay for the kid to go leave school, drop out of school, and be with his dad as long as the kid is passing standardized tests. Which sounds like a very new rule to me because I don't remember that rule at all when I was eleven or twelve. No. Like you can just not as long as you pass those tests, which are by the way extremely basic, uh, you can just ditch school every day as long as you show up twice a year for the standardized tests. Yeah, that seems like a new rule they made for the that's the Adam LaRoche rule. Well, maybe that's why he lives in Kansas. Like well, he's from Kansas. He's originally from Kansas, but he's, so he's got Kansas the Kansas family values. But he could be, you know, doing this is seeming kind of cult like to me. Yes, yes. It seems like wait, isn't it's not a good idea to spend too much time with your dad. And by the way, there's not a single other job you can think of where you're allowed to take your son to work every single day. That would be yeah. like, you have to like take your son to work every day and just like you know if he's an infant maybe at Google they they house those little infants somewhere in like little containers <laughs> so the parents can work twenty hours a day. There's like a giant pod filled with like babies and like. Right, cryo right. freeze or some shit like that so like people can work long. But there's no other job like realistic where you take your 12-year-old kid to work every day. It seems like it was kind of rubbing some people the wrong way. And so the owner, uh, uh, this guy Williams, who oversees the White Sox, not the owner but the GM. The GM, He yeah. said, uh, you know, you can still bring the kid but let's just, you know, step it step it back once a in little a while. bit. Like once, once in a while. Yeah. And so LaRoche is like – well, fuck that. I, I'm like super way too into my kid to, uh, to be not considered creepy. So I'm just going to walk away from this $13 million contract. So you got to wonder, was the G- – so he's apparently not a good player anymore. And he's signed yeah, to this – Yeah, he was a good player last year. At a sh- his, last year was the first year for the White Sox. He had a sh- shitty year. And he's got one more year at $13 million, So maybe they knew this is the one thing that he's not going to dig. And maybe we can just get him to retire. So he's like, well, fuck that. I'm retiring. And they're like, yeah, fuck your kid too. You know, <laughs> like, one of the a- kids, one of the kids, well, first of all, the kid's name is Drake and his sister's name is Montana. So right off the bat, I'm a little scared. Hmm. Um, but yeah, why don't they, why don't they have, you're right. I think you're right. But what, what sane man would turn down $13 million when they said your son can't come to work with you every day? Okay. Then fuck it. I'm turning down $13 million. A crazy person. A crazy dude with a fucking Quaker beard, right? Yeah. But who has, who fires like shotguns in the house and has all sorts of shit like guns for Jesus kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like he thinks the world's like 800 years old and possibly flat, like a fucking nut job. You don't have to be super bright to play baseball. Uh, you do not. His dad was a baseball player, and his kid will probably be too. His kid, by the way, gets plays in two you know, little league teams. He's probably going to be a really good player. So I think he wants him to learn baseball around all the baseball players. I think his idea is like this kid doesn't need book learning because he's going to be a ball player like me. And by the way, if you can make $13 million a year and you're stupid, that's not a bad gig. Yeah. So if he's looked, if he looked this on the eyes, said you got my brain. Oh, you, so you think he he knows the kid's not going to be a doctor? Yes. And so you're thinking like he's going to be a ball player, so I'm going to have him do two things in life. He's going to play little league, and he's going to hang around. He's going to hang around major league baseball players. That's pretty irresponsible because even if he, first of all, you don't just absorb. You know, so his dad and his grandpa were both major league players, and I think LaRoche's brother is also. Um, so obviously he's got the genes for it, but that's still like very far from a sure thing that that kid. Yeah, but isn't this exactly what all the models do with their kids? They they take them out of school, they put them on. Isn't what the Kardashians did with their kids? I mean, they took them out of school and put them on TV when they're twelve. Yeah. At some point, you got to look at your kid and say, like, I mean, yes, these these are gross, horrible parents, exploitative, and they're just looking at like how much money their kids can make in the future. But at some point, you got to stare your kids in the eyes and go, like, I got a fucking dummy. 
This kid's a fucking. This kid's a fucking stump, and he's gonna make it. He's gonna make his. You know, that's what everyone said about me, and this is how I made it in the world. This is how they're gonna make it in the world. I mean, I think, now you know what. Now I'm actually kind of changing my mind on this because. All right. Yes. Ring uh, the bell. Ring the bell. You know. Uh, <laughs> so at the very least, let's say he. Let's say this kid doesn't make the major leagues. Yeah. He's gonna get some job in the front office of some team. Some oh, yeah. Cushy job. You know, like head of scouts, making a hundred grand a year. He likes baseball. You know, what's he going to learn in the public schools in Kansas? Like how to fucking deny evolution again? Or what? like, what's <laughs> how, it matter? How to stop an abortion from happening? If he's in an industry where he can definitely get a job just from having connections like baseball. Yeah. Why not just fucking throw yeah, him Yeah, this is like Michael Jackson, except for the child molestation. Well, there might be some child molestation. I don't think baseball players are doing a lot of molesting. Am I, uh, am I wrong really? about that? No, I, I think, think, you're just the I think you're stereotyping. Uh, you know, they're probably uh, there's probably not a high level. I, I don't think this kid. Da- I don't think he's in danger in the clubhouse. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. This is just, this is someone. This is to me is like the Chris Jenner thing. This is someone who's identified at like ten or eleven that their kid has one opportunity in life and they're going to just make the most of it. And that's what these. That's basically what he's doing now. He's probably throwing some sort of principles and morals on top of it to convince himself it's otherwise. Mm-hmm. But I think there's that moment when you look in your kid's eyes and realize their their potential is very limited. <laughs> like, there's like there's a, a mom. I don't think moms do that. I think dads do that. Moms are very unrealistic. Yeah. Moms will tell their kids and think really believe you can grow up to be anything. The dad looks at the kid around eleven and goes, "Okay, I know it's like this is it. You got baseball and and selling jerky. You know, right. it's like you're, you're, there, de- you're dehydrating jerky or you're playing baseball. There Those must are be kind of a cutoff though, like in terms of when you pull them out. Because let's just say, like, I don't think everyone needs to go to college. Like, you want to college totally overrated. You want to be a filmmaker. You don't need to go to film school. Just go hang out on a set, get a job as an extra. Steven Spielberg, classic example. Uh, but I would say don't do that. Like don't don't leave early from elementary school. Like don't declare for the draft right out of the sixth. Like grade. you should at least learn like how to read and write maybe first. Yeah, that's just, a basic arithmetic. Let's just go. Let's just go tenth, eleventh, twelfth grade. Yeah, and when the kid like it. is playing ball and they're like, okay, you got thirteen million last year. Next year we're giving you eleven million. He's like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. All right, Adam Lewis, shave the first. Just shave the beard before you should. By the way, the White Sox players are now saying they're gonna. They're going to boycott a game in spring training where they don't get paid, by the way, so it won't hurt them. Uh, they're going to boycott a game in spring training to make the Chicago, the White Sox, change the rules and let LaRoche's kid back in the clubhouse. But again, these kids, these guys are mostly from Latin America where like 13 seems like a really high age to still be in school. So I think they're not quite, I think they're not quite understanding that, that, you know, they're probably looking at the kid like, he's old enough. What does he need to be in school for? Although it's Spanish accent. Uh, so they don't really know. You should not have your kid at work every day when you're 13, you know? If this kid, if this guy was like, trawling for you know fish every day out in the morning and this kid was 12 or 13 with him he would be arrested right someone would come and grab the kid away some child yeah. protective service so Adam LaRoche uh, you know he hit 207 last year just suck it up just take the fucking 13 million your kid's, your kid's gonna need it someday <laughs> yeah. we got an email from Marty uh, I have a question for you Matt sometimes I like to ask you yes or no questions are you Marty asks are you your prostitute drug addicts AIDS sister's keeper uh, and this is uh, in relation – this is a yes or no question. This is in relation to Mariah Carey. <laughs> so Mariah Carey who uh, – uh, this week or Mariah Carey – who knows she had relatives. Mariah Carey has a brother and a sister. Uh, they're both named Carey, so I assume it's the same father. The older brother came out and called uh, Mariah an evil witch and a bitch and horrible person and said all these terrible things about her because she's hoarding her money. Well, meanwhile, her younger sister is dying of AIDS and needs a cer- needs surgery – like an AIDS surgery or something, uh, and Mariah will, cut out the AIDS. Out, yes, like an AIDS an AIDS reduction surgery, like cut out of some of the AIDS. Uh, <laughs> it gets to be too much, 
And uh, Mariah won't pay for the surgery, and now her sister's going to die, and they called her evil and all this stuff like that. Uh, let me ask you, it turns out, small note, the younger sister is a drug-addicted prostitute uh, who's been in and out of jail her entire life. Uh, also yeah. been arrested for hooking with HIV. She has HIV. Has been hooking with uh, with the AIDS. Which she might not be the, the best person to in- feed money, to feed cash, send cash with envelopes, envelopes full of cash too. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. So there's two things that are happening. Either one, Mariah like has sent money to them before, and she's just sick of the fact that her sister's like snorting all the money and, and throwing it all away, uh, or she hates her she hates her family, uh, and she just doesn't want to give them any money. Are both excuses acceptable? Are you are you ultimately if you're the if you're the successful if you're the big winner in the family are you successful for taking care of your family? I don't know. I mean, in this case, it's like a pretty significant drop off. I mean, we're talking. <laughs> she's marrying a billion. Let's just say she's worth a billion because she's got a. She got a lot. Of, she's about to marry a billionaire. She's got some three or four hundred million dollars in the bank. Apparently, at that point. I don't know. I mean, I think I would assume that her and the, that the sister and the brother have both abused this privilege to a very high degree. <laughs> That's in the my past. guess. I'm just assuming. And so you don't she's come out. Like, you don't come out the first time at 50 years old and say she's an evil witch for not taking care of us. Yeah, and I don't think if you grew up and had a normal, halfway normal, even abnormal, if you cared in any way about your siblings and you have a billion dollars and they're struggling, I think it's really probably a really normal, typical thing. To give them some money. Get well, them- usually what you do, usually what you see in these cases, if they're not assholes, usually what you see is they give them a fake job, right? They get some fake job yeah. in, the, in the music business. He's a head of like subhead of distribution for you know you know Iowa or some shit like yeah. that. He's getting paid like one hundred fifty grand. Everyone a year. in the office resents them and hates them, and yes. they continue until they fucking show up. But he gets a, and- he gets a nice paycheck, and he talks about how he's running marathons all the time and training for triathlons. Yeah. Yeah. Like he seems to have a lot of free time on his hands. He's golfing or other things like that. When I think I think that she you know it is weird because when you throw in the AIDS part, that's like wow okay. That's that's pretty heavy. So when you hear, you see the headline, it's like Mariah Carey's not helping her sister with the AIDS. Dying, dying of AIDS, <clears throat> and it's like life saving um, life saving surgery. The, she might just be that much of a cunt. It might just be like fuck it. She she might very well be, but you have to think like you either like you either love you either love your siblings or you hate your siblings, right? And for the most part, and most people would give lend money to their siblings if they were in need, certainly if there was a medical situation. Yeah. So you have to think either she's a very far out horrible cunt who just you know doesn't want to share her money with anybody, mm-hmm. although she does do a reasonable amount of charity work, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. Or these people have fed off her for years and she's just fucking sick of it, and her sister keeps getting more getting arrested and doing more prostitution and doing more drugs every time she gives her money. And she believes this surgery is a scam, which it likely is, because the only thing, by the way, the only people we've heard about this from are the brother and sister. There's no independent, yeah. there's no, it's not like the, do, the hospital's calling for a billing for a credit card. Yeah. This is the brother asking for money for the surgery, basically. I would be, I would be weary of believing it, because if you've ever known any super crazy people, oftentimes chicks, they will throw in the I have cancer card falsely. Yeah, sometimes. Yes, classic, classic chick move. I have cancer. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Cancer. And what happens when the what happens when the girls tell you they have cancer, Matt? That, you run away, don't you? Uh, you believe cancer is contagious. It's never <laughs> happened to me, but because I stay away from those kind of chicks. But if your buddy's ever like dating a chick that you know is insane, and then they have some kind of breakup or whatever, and then she suddenly has cancer, yes, don't buy that. She doesn't have cancer. What if she has AIDS? Should you get tested? Suddenly has AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> well. It's cancer, not so much. 
But I, I look, I mean, she, this woman, this girl, this sister we're talking about, uh, I totally forgot her name right now. Uh, she's been arrested several times for prostitution. She's hooking when she has when she has AIDS, which is illegal. She's been in and out of drug rehab, all that kind of stuff. This doesn't sound like the kind of person you just trust to give money to. So when you get arrested for prostitution, they test you for HIV. They do. It's a law if now. if you have it, they say you're but not They allowed. put you on a registry, and if you get arrested again for prostitution, then you go to jail. I would like to go on record as saying that is a really good idea. Yes. I think they should do that for everybody. And also I think they should do it not just for AIDS but even the common cold. <laughs> I just don't want to get anything from my prostitutes. Right. It's like uh, she has a flu. Oh, fuck it. I don't got the flu. <laughs> I got the flu. Put her in jail. Here's the thing. Mariah Carey sucked a lot of dick to get where she is. Yeah. Her prostitute sister sucked a lot of dick and didn't get anywhere. <laughs> she got AIDS and she's been she's in jail and now she's now she needs an AIDS surgery. Doesn't Mariah Carey say like, "Look, fuck." Bitch, you're stupid. <laughs> I work just as hard Mariah as you. Carey's I did smart, just as much man. nasty shit as you did to get where I she am. She sucked the right dicks, though. She put some thought. In. She wasn't sucking dick in a cutlass in an alleyway. And- no, she sucked ahead of us. Uh, you know, Columbia Sony Records <laughs> at the time. She was much more. She was much more clever and much smarter. But th- that's why she gets the rewards, right? Why should she share that shit with her with her family or lose her family? I agree. I, I just don't. I think that there's more to the story. I think Mariah is at the point where she's like, I'm not even dignifying this, and I'm just going to continue making all this money, gaining significant amount of weight, and uh, drinking, and occasionally turning in shitty performances on stage. And and by the way, announced today a brand new Mariah Carey reality show, Mar- Mariah's World. Will mm-hmm. follow her in eight parts. She says it's not a reality show because it's a documentary, not a reality show. Um, she mm. wants she wants people who are not her real fans to get to know her better, and I don't know why her not her real fans would want to get get to you know. You mean her. people that don't like Mariah? Yes, <laughs> like people who don't like her casually know her can now really get to know the real Mariah because she feels oh. there's a lot of misperceptions out there in the public about her, such as she's letting her sister die of AIDS. Uh, so oh. she's going to take you behind the scenes of her life on an eight part series on E, like much like uh, Caitlin, and show you the ins and outs of her life and the struggles that she has. Oh, that sounds terrible. That sounds absolutely <laughs> fucking unwatchable. It was. Although I would watch the episode where her sister calls from like her deathbed and she's like, I need like the last money to stay alive. And I was <laughs> like, fuck you, bitch, die. I want to go on the show and be like, I still don't like you. Like you, you look kind of fat. Uh, your, your breasts weigh more than my entire body. And uh, yeah, I just I don't think your music's good. Has she ever written a song? Like I don't know. Can I just go on that? They probably don't, wouldn't cast me on that show. I they would not cast you. I'm still hoping you go on Caitlyn Jenner show as Caitlyn's boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> someone's someone's got to fuck Caitlyn. Uh, you know, I'll say this in defense of Mariah. I think she has a nice, she has a talented voice. She has a good voice. Uh, no, she probably doesn't write songs, doesn't really shit like that. But look, compared to her brother and sister, she's done pretty well for herself. So you can imagine what that family was like growing up. Yeah, you know, you don't just get that kind of family with with you know with the ho- with a happy holiday background in your family. So no. she actually came out of some shit to get where she is. So I say keep your money. You're the one who wants Charlie Sheen to keep his money away from his own children. <laughs> I'm just saying, Mariah doesn't have to give it to her prostitute sister. That's all. I guess in the in the when you look at it that way, I'm the smarter one. All right, Matt, Madonna. I know you uh, love Madonna all the way back uh, to your 80s movie references day. <laughs> Ever since Brewster's Million. Ever since you saw Madonna in League of Their Own. Ever since saw her in League of Their Own and uh, some bad movie made, she made with Sean Penn. I forget even what the movie that was. That was before, I think it was before or after Sean Penn started hitting her. I can't remember. Shanghai, Shanghai Supping or rather. There was a movie they made together, which is where I think they met. 
Um, when Madonna was sort of attractive, she was a 23 or something, and attractive, whatever. Now, flash forward 35 years later, she's wearing the same clothing. Um, she's lost her son. Mad- poor Madonna's lost her son Rocco to her, her ex-husband in England. Rocco ran away because he was sick of living with Madonna. Madonna's not taking it very well. She's filed all sorts of legal claims. Now, apparently, she's losing her shit on stage. She came out the other night in Australia, which is a place people go to see Madonna. Um, yeah. And she was riding a tricycle and pr- at least pretending to drink alcohol and talking about she needed a cock and needed to get fucked. And then she flashed photos of her 50-year-old son on the stage on the big screen and started crying and talking about she missed her son. So there's two options here. Either Madonna is uh, going nuts, uh, which seems to be at least a reasonable possibility, or something you brought up, uh, which is that Madonna is just playing everybody like a Shia LaBeouf art installation. Uh, is she just pulling, is she using her own sons like the loss of her own son as an exploitative drama for her own shows? Yeah, I think she is. I think she's she. So this is a new phenomenon for the most part. So I think she's essentially tying in the tabloid stuff into her live show to because when people go to see Madonna are they really going for the music like oh Madonna's band is awesome or are I they think they're going, going to, I think they're going for gay hookups right there's that too but I think it's more just that they want to see Madonna so they're obsessed with the cult of personality yes. of Madonna so they're obviously the same people that are paying attention to TMZ and watching that shit and so you know it's really interesting for those people when she's acting out her real life struggle during her show, because honestly, her show is probably wicked fucking boring, right? Well, she, there was a time she got blown off the stage with her cape and fell on her back. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Well, I mean, she spends like, I don't know, some huge amount of money on the stage production of all this shit that's flying around and animals and cages and lights oh. and, you know, gay dancers. I and, haven't seen it. So it's a bunch of shit to cover up. I haven't up seen it either. I just, I was, a friend told me that. Well, that's I could go sing on, on stage with lions and tigers and but that's fireworks. What Britney, but that's what Britney Spears does. That's what they all do. That's what they, when they, when they can't. That's what they do. That's what a, music, a pop music act is these days. It's like right. lip synced, auto tune, and then like a lot of dancers and spectacle. It's a stage show, basically. Why then? Why don't the hot, like hotter chick? Like I get why Rihanna. Well, Katy Perry does. A, Katy Perry does Katy the exact. Perry. She does the exact same thing. So, but and Madonna kind of obsolete at this point. Uh, well, no. Well, you might think that from seeing her drinking and riding on her tricycle. Uh, so you're saying you're saying the tricycle was staged? That she didn't just see a tricycle backstage? She got loaded on some on some stoli. I think the drinking is staged. I think she's doing this. She's like, I'm going to portray that I'm having a meltdown to signify that, and then everyone will kind of identify that's what I'm doing. I think I I would assume it's totally not real. She did break into like a heartfelt song after that, so that was kind of like. Maybe maybe plays into what you're saying. She's like the ultimate chameleon. She's probably taking cues from like Kanye West. She's like, what's trendy now? Acting like a fucking jackass? Oh, let me try that. She is, by the way, to, uh, say what you will about her as a musician, which is crap. Uh, she's an amazing marketing person. I mean, yeah. She's for the last 35 years since her whole career. She's like, she's gone from chick from, you know, Michigan to like, you know, this huge phenomenon basically based on her marketing skills. Yeah, yeah. She does exactly that. When she was doing the naked books and she was doing the other shit and all everything else, she knows how to play the media. She's like a Trump. She's almost like a Donald Trump, although she's not I mean, attractive. I, I guess I respect people that are enterprising in that way, but I'm always, you know, I, I'm always like the argument of like, you know, say like, you know, P. Diddy's music sucks, and then someone will be like, he makes a lot of money, and I'm like, okay, well, his music sucks. That's I wasn't talking about his fucking portfolio. 
Uh, and I would say the same thing about Madonna. Is that, are those kind of the record store, the old 80s record store arguments you get in all the time with people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my references today are way fucking... <laughs> he's not he's nothing like the, like the OJs were back in the day. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think that, I mean, even putting the... So she had to go find a photo of her son, give it to someone to give to the tech guy. Like, isn't that gross and dirty? It's disgusting. And now you kind of get the idea why her son ran away from home. Yeah, like I totally get why he doesn't like her. The sad, the sad thing for the kid who will ultimately be in heroin because that's the only way to really escape yeah. uh, is – I recommend that, Rocco, by the way. Uh, you can't run off to London and hide from Madonna. That's the problem. Like in the, 50 years ago, you could run away from your horrible mom to London. And you'd be you'd be done with her, yeah. but now you're in London, and there's a thing called YouTube and television and everything else. So now all your friends are looking, watching your mom on a tricycle ride around, drinking, t- t- talking about you, Rocco, how much she misses you, and how your, her heart is bleeding, and how she needs cock. By the way, and yeah, and then throwing in the I need cock. I get a picture him watching that, like okay, and then I need cock. It's like I got to turn this thing off, man. Like yeah, he turns it off. All his friends are on their iPhones looking at it, and he's like, oh fuck, where's the needle? Give me the needle. Yeah, Johnny, get me the needle. I mean, there's no way you can't hide. You guys, I would do. Is drugs. Guy Rich? She a normal guy, or is he like a douche? Also, um, well, he's a normal guy that married Madonna, you know. So, you know, right. question his question his judgment therein. He doesn't seem to be a bad dude. The kid, they, there was a, some photos of them riding bikes last week, riding dirt bikes or something like that. I mean, I feel so sorry for the kid. I mean, if that was your mom, honestly, what would you do? I would. Ju- you would just have to excommunicate her. There's some weird thing about like moms exploiting their kids like that. I don't think dad, as bad as dad is, I don't think dads like will like emotionally exploit their kids like that because dads just don't care about that kind of shit they would be like indifferent they would be indifferent or they take them drinking way too early yeah. or like you know, do some bad do some you know do dangerous shit with them or something like that yeah like shit where they like you know like adam larose there was shit where the little young kid shouldn't be but they're not going to like put up photos of the wall and start crying and get everyone to cry and 60 000 people start crying and then right the tricycle thing really threw me off i gotta say that was weird seeing an old woman in crotchless panties on a tricycle just reminds me of like the worst bachelor party i've ever been to <laughs> <laughs> just like i was like who paid for who bought who hired this chick? She I mean, does look like one of those strippers that it's like, is she going to be put down? Like, how do they, I think they transition them into like working the phones at a certain point or something. The strippers, you mean? Yeah. Well, she's 58 now, so they usually transition much earlier than that. Right. Oh, you mean, the, you mean uh, actual strippers at a strip club? I was at a strip they club. just kill them. I think they just kill like, them, don't they? You never see an old, I feel like they just fire them and then they die. I think they just kill them. I think they just fuck, die off. Yeah, they might just die. If I, I don't, I would look in the dumpster behind the strip club if I were here, like late, late night. I think you might find Savannah in there. Uh, yeah, you get to be about, although, because of the lighting, I noticed because of the dark lighting in the strip clubs, they last a lot longer than you'd think. Right. Because of the really poor lighting and the, and the body makeup they put on yeah. and all that shit. They really, and the fact that everyone's drunk, you can go for a pretty good run. Like in modeling, you can't, can't go past about 27, 28 in real modeling. Yeah. But you see strippers about four, up to about 40 still working that thing, you know. They got like twin. They're carrying twins in their uterus, and they're like dancing around. And like, there's always gonna be some drunk truckers in there, like throwing shit, throwing money at them. That's just that's me. That's been me. I've done that before. Uh, right, Madonna, stop. Here, the real victim in the story, besides ourselves having to talk about this, is her son, who's just. I can't imagine having your mom doing this shit, you know, to you. And there's really, like I said, there's nowhere you can run now. There's just the world is way just too small. Just take some of that money, some of that trust money, go to New Zealand, mellow out, wait this thing out. I think for her five concert years. was in New Zealand. You, you know, imagine you go somewhere far away and you're just trying to wait out, and then your mom's playing a concert. Like go, to, go to South Africa. I don't know. You can't go anywhere, man. I'd be looking at that fucking X space uh, flyer thing. Get off, get off the planet if you can. But now leave your fucking son alone. I mean, it is, made it is all just performance art. But either way, it's so it's fucking disgusting to use your kids like that. I hate that. Uh, I'd go for like what, what's the word they call it when you kill your mother? Matricide. Matricide. I'd go for a little matricide. If I was in a jury, I'd let him off for sure. 
Madonna, quit that. Just quit that tricycle shit. You're fucking freaking me out. <laughs> it's a bad horror story. It's like a bad horror story. All right, we got an email from uh, Butkus. That sounds like a fake name. Uh, <laughs> Butkus wants to know, we talked a lot about Sean Penn. Butkus wants to know, isn't Sean Penn an amazing actor? He even fooled El Chapo, the drug dealer who could look into people's eyes and know if people are fucking with him. Hmm. It turns out Sean Penn went down to, there's, there's a claim now by Kate Del Castillo, I'm not going to pronounce her name right. A Mexican actress who's on the uh, Eva Longoria show. It's not a hard name to pronounce. I know, but I'm just mispronouncing <laughs> intentionally so I can lay out my anti-immigrant stance. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump. Um, so he went down to Mexico. He and, he and Kate Del Castillo, and they met El Chapo. And it was supposedly Sean Penn said it was he was doing a Rolling Stone article, which made no sense at the time. And after, shortly after the, the article, El Chapo got arrested, got put in some cushy prison where I'm sure he has a spa and hookers and all sorts of shit. Um, so not super bad for El Chapo because he was living on fucking like, you know, turkey meat, dry turkey meat out of the jungle. He's probably doing better yeah. now in prison. But anyhow, so now Kate Del Castillo says Sean Penn didn't tell anyone he was working for Rolling Stone at the time. And that was just a cover uh, because he really wanted to be in a movie starring El Chapo that hopefully El Chapo and his drug dealers were making. And that's why they were there. And Sean Penn has said that's not true. He's a journalist. He's a, has a high minded. He would never go down and meet a drug dealer just to secure a film deal. Matt, let me ask you, is Sean Penn not the actor of our generation, such a great actor that not only uh, could he fool Rolling Stone, fool the entire American population, but he fooled El Chapo into thinking he was a real journalist when he was just there to secure a movie deal? Yeah, I, I think that the journalist – so my theory was that he, he wrote the article after everyone started calling him out for sort of participating in these nefarious escapades. For going to hang out with a drug dealer? Yeah, because just to feel like a dude, he wanted to go hang out with El Chapo and he, he probably wanted to discuss the movie. I think El Chapo was psyched to meet Sean Penn. Um, By the way, the movie has a title already. It's El Chapo, right? I mean that's a great title. Yeah, it is. A, it's a it's a cool the movie. Well, first of all, a better movie would just be this whole thing with Sean Penn, you know, going down to Mexico in the jungle, down there, and then the actress who's, you know, so she has a tequila company, and uh, El Chapo is like supposedly, you know, contributing or investing in the company. Doesn't, doesn't everybody have a tequila company these days? Do I you guess. Have, so. Do you have a tequila company? I should have one. I would like to get one. Yeah, we should have one. I think so. It seems like every actor in Hollywood has a, te- a brand named tequila now. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd has that Skull Vodka. They got they're into a lot of liquors, and I don't know who buys like who goes. I want to drink like Dan Aykroyd. Um, you love eighties movies, so you probably would. But <laughs> like, who drinks like? Oh, give me the uh, George Clooney tequila. That's what I want tonight. Right. It's probably like they just go to an existing distillery, and it's like you know how you can make a T-shirt online. Yes. You just write something that you want, and yes. they'll send you that T-shirt. Yes. It's probably like someone orders the Clooney tequila for fifty percent over, five hundred percent over what it's actually worth, and then they just you know stick a new label on there and send it, it to the. City. It's the male version of like female perfumes, like celebrity perfumes. They're yeah. all made in the same factory in Utah somewhere, in Nevada, or Utah. I can't remember, and they just like change one small ingredient in it, and they put a different label on it. Yeah, yeah. and they sell it as like you know Jennifer Lopez or Jennifer. Lawrence or somebody else's perfume. Right. And women buy that shit. I guess men were like, I want to fuck like Clooney. Give me the Clooney tequila. Yeah. It seems to only be given away for free, though, as promotions. It's always, they always have a lot of parties, but you never see it on the shelf anywhere. Right? No, I've never <laughs> seen it in the store. It's always, you're right. There's always these parties with hot girls and then and a pool party, and you never see the shit in stores I've anywhere. I've never seen someone go to the bar and say, give me a Clooney and lime. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. You can't order it anywhere. It's, it's so hot. It's not like that shit is not available in the stores, only on television. Right. That's kind of what this is. <laughs> so let me ask you. So El Chapo, uh, he was going to make a movie about himself, maybe, and that's why Sean Penn was there. And Sean Penn closed 
Lee was going to play El Chapo because he's an angry, angry, murderous dude. Probably do a great job. I think he would too. Uh, was it wrong for him to? Uh, Kate Del Castillo now is saying that no, Sean Penn told nobody about this whole uh, Rolling Stone thing or a journalist thing. We were just there for this movie, and he's making all this shit up. And obviously, she has family or relatives in Mexico who could be beheaded at any moment, right? So she's got to cover her ass. I don't trust Castillo at all. I mean, she lives in L.A., so she's kind of off the radar of of getting you know killed. Not that she still couldn't. But, you know, she clearly was laundering money for El Chapo. She clearly was going along with his plan for her own self-interest to make this movie to star as his wife or whatever, or the DEA person or whatever it was. (laughs) The hot uh, hot drug enforcement agent on the tail of El Chapo. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's what she wanted to do. She thought it would be a good movie, and she's... She's covering it. But, I mean, realistically, her family could all be slaughtered tomorrow, right? So she's not covered. She's got to say the right thing. Yeah. You're in danger. You can't just talk shit about El Chapo. And he got he got arrested after she met with him. Well, she was also texting with him all these, you know, personal kind of roughly sexual flirty texts. Yeah, and you don't want to be sexting with El Chapo. Corresponding with him dangerous. to a high degree. I mean, she probably thought she was being opportunistic with him to a degree. But at this point, everyone knows that she's lying. And, you know, like El Chapo is obviously a horrible person. I think whoever enforces the, He seems like a bad guy. He's a really bad guy. But, I mean, I think so is the attorney general of the U.S. who's, you know, presiding over these drug laws, which is the only reason El Chapo exists. So, you know, I think that's what Penn feels too. That they're that each side is very is is bad, but that doesn't mean that he can't uh, score himself a sweet film role. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you got to rationalize a, it somewhat. Why should he get three million dollars to play El Chapo or something like that? I mean, how how could that movie even really exist? So El Chapo is going to consult on the movie. El Chapo is going to write some script by like some guy. Like you know, people that don't live in America that try and make movies, it doesn't work out. No, it never works out. But this would <laughs> this would never be shown in the U.S. It would probably be banned from the U.S. because of the, the drug enforcement agency would shut it down wherever it's showing. Right. So it's be like a limited engagement in Venezuela or something like that. Sean Penn would go down there and meet with every, the, the, the deceased body of Hugo Chavez, and they would have like a movie premiere, and everybody would hail his, his performance and talk about his Oscar worthiness. It would probably end up never being released. It would probably like fall apart in production. I mean, why did El Chapo personally have to? Why couldn't he just say? Uh, go ahead. Everyone already knows everything about El Chapo. What what was he really imparting? Well, so on they to did these those. In, so they did those interviews. Sean Penn filmed those interviews with him, which he said was for Rolling Stone. But it seemed to be his life story kind of stuff. He was talking about like taking care of chickens when he was a kid and trying to feed his family and all that kind of stuff. It was very boring, basic shit. Yeah, it kind of looked like he was just getting a bio out of him to do like to do the for the script. I think that's what it was. And then I always assumed that he wrote the article. Either if he wrote it, if he had that under the pretense, or if he wrote it after, he was certainly using the article as an excuse to go and and to cover his ass as to why he was meeting with El Chapo. Isn't isn't the case that a a strong, no matter how strong and dangerous a powerful man is, he'll always be taken down by a chick? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's always is that always the case? And no matter, no matter how, how much money you have, everyone has this desire to be in a movie. Yes, you know, El Chapo's maybe the yes. richest, one of the richest people in the world. If you know, because he's laundering all that money, and he's still not not happy. You know, he's still like, I got to get this on the screen. It's like what. What do you got to prove, man? Isn't this exactly the reason why we need to build the big, beautiful wall down at the uh, southern border, Matt? Isn't this why? Shouldn't we start building that border now? I mean, would you go – so Sean Penn likes adventure, obviously. He fancies himself kind of a roughneck. If someone said to you, hey, you can go meet El Chapo, you know, we'll just take you down there, would you do it just for the experience? No, not a chance in hell. Me either. I don't even like going – I won't even go to Cancun. 
It just seems once they started putting up once they once the drug guys started to put up the heads of like taxi drivers like lining up like the beheaded like skulls of people on freeways. Yeah, that's when I decided I, yeah, I could go somewhere. I could probably go somewhere. And else. you got a picture Sean Penn like that's like you know Americans are more valuable as far as beheading people and uh, I mean he really could have got killed there. He would have loved. He would have loved it if he got killed. I w- <laughs> <laughs> he would have, that would have been the Sean Penn final exit. He would it would have been awesome. He would have done a slow die, slow dying scene. Get me on film, you know, slow dying scene. I mean, that's 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 fifth world type shit when you're cutting off heads like that. That's like stuff like I don't want to go to the killing fields. Well, I don't want to go to like Nigeria with Boko Haram. I don't subscribe to that theory. It was like, look at these animals. They're like cutting off people's heads. It's like. Yeah, well, we're like blowing up wedding processions with drones. Like, I would say that's like the epitome of civilization. Oh yeah, but I'm not. I would not go to the places where we're blowing up weddings with drones either. I'm not going to Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. If you have the choice, don't do it. No, I mean, to me, you go to why go to Mexico? Go to Hawaii. It's like a much safer. Mexico. It's like that guy. He much just safer got, Mexico. That kid, that college kid, just got put in jail in North Korea or to a labor camp for 15 years. Yeah, he was crying. I saw. Don't him. fucking go to North Korea. Like, no, what are exactly. you doing? Go exactly. to Santa Barbara. Go to um, Miami. Going to North Korea, going to Mexico. Go to South Korea if you need to go to fucking Korea. Going traveling to dangerous places to me is just like hooking up for sex on Craigslist. You're just, <laughs> you, whatever, whatever you fucking get, you deserve. I mean, that's like it's like there's a huge warning sign that you if you do this, you will probably die. If you go ahead and do that anyhow, because either you want sex with a tranny or you want to sell Bibles in North Korea, uh, you get what you get. What's coming to you? You know, yeah. they were. I mean, who would fuck would go to North Korea? I mean, Dennis Rodman's probably safe. Just because it was a media, big media event, they probably weren't going to... They sl- wanted him there. They yeah. wanted him there. They weren't going to slaughter him, and that would have been like some... I don't know. Actually, if they killed him, I don't know what he would have done anyhow. Uh, Obama did like some more, like, uh, what, cut off Sanctions. More, sanctions on a country that doesn't really... Like, we're going to inspect all of the stuff coming in and out of North Korea. It's like, okay, well, I don't know how much stuff's really coming there's in and nothing, out anyway. There's nothing coming. There's like subsistence rice is coming in. <laughs> we can stop that. So more people starve to death. Yeah. You can't stop North Korea. They're like the per- people with nobody left to lo- nothing left to lose. There's like nothing you can do to them that's going to bother them. Right. They are like the redneck guy that doesn't care. If you get in a fight, he'll go down. Yes. He'll die in the ring. They don't care. He don't give a shit. It's like, you're going to starve us out? We're already fucking starving. <laughs> There's nothing you can do to us here. We all want to just die, basically. So, all right. Uh, I don't even know what the hell we were talking about. But uh, Sean Penn, make the movie El Chapo. Do it without El Chapo. Do it without his permission. See what he does. That would be awesome. Yeah. See if he comes back with his fucking banditos and crosses the border and comes and slaughters you in Malibu. That'd be amazing. Like a gun, like a El Chapo gang shootout in Malibu would be awesome because Sean Penn owns about a thousand guns. Right. So he wouldn't go down easily either. That'd be kind of awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'd film that and make a movie out of that. Now, let me ask you, uh, your favorite sport in the world is the WNBA. You have all the paraphernalia. (laughs) Uh, You... like women's basketball because women are the only people you can beat in basketball. Um, so you have a respect for the game. We all know the WNBA is like the little sister, little sister who needs life support uh, league of the NBA. They subsidize it. Nobody really likes the WNBA. It's very unpopular. I'm not saying this just to be pejorative. I'm saying this statistically and financially. This has totally been <laughs> true after 25 years. After 25 years, it's 20 years plus of the WNBA. Nobody is still watching the game. No one's attending the game. The, the the league routinely loses money because nobody really wants to see women's basketball because there's eight other better basketball choices on at any given time, just if you like basketball. Um, this chick who plays, she's 6'5". Her name is Elena Deladon, uh, which is already too complicated. Uh, she's, um, for w, she's WNBA attractive, let's put it that way. Uh, in the real world, uh, she might be called like a, you know, a 
some a giant. Six, seven. It's, it's railroad like a four or five, and the WNBA like an eight or nine. Yeah. Um, as far as six foot five inch tall muscle bound women go, um, she's very upset because whenever people interview her or talk about her, or focus on her stories on her on the WNBA, which is I think ESPN does once a year. Uh, all they do is talk about how she's attractive and she's changing the face of the sport because she's a good looking basketball player. Which, by the way, would change the face of the WNBA because not the hot. It's not like models running around out there. No. Um, and she's really pissed because she thinks it's sexist and a double standard, and male athletes don't get asked about their looks. And the fact that they're focusing on her looks instead of her basketball skills is demeaning to her and the sport. Matt, I know you totally agree with Ella Della Don, Elena Della Don. <laughs> her name is she's six five. She can make me say her name. I know you agree with her. So tell me how much you agree with her on this point. I think she should be grateful that anyone's saying anything about anyone in the WNBA or about the, the game itself. Because, uh, you know, like you said, like I love that these people, these chicks have these attitudes. Uh, the WNBA shouldn't exist. The NBA just pays for it so that they can get their brand out there. It's a, well, it's a welfare program. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's a publicity program, let's say, for them to be like openly – like we have, we have we fund women's sports kind of thing. Right. And, you know, I'm of the opinion that um, – Sports should be a total meritocracy. Like, I don't think there should be weight classes in boxing. I think that the toughest guy should just fight the toughest guy. I don't care how much he weighs. I don't think there should be like a six foot and under basketball league. And for that reason, if a woman's good enough to make the real league, which is the National Basketball Association, which doesn't discriminate by gender, it's not the Men's Basketball Association. No, National National Basketball. Anyone's welcome to play. So if you can make that league, then go for it. And I would encourage that. But if you can't, I don't think you should have your own crappy league where you fucking stumble around and miss layups. I don't think there's any need for it, and I think it goes against. Missing layups seems like a very like a stereotype. I bet she hits most of her she hits most of her layups and warmups. It's it's an inferior. It's clearly an inferior brand of basketball, and I know they talk about how like it's it's really based on the fundamentals. And they have better fundamentals and skills. They can do all the things that like. Basketball players in the 30s used to, used to do when they shot in the peach baskets and stuff like well, that. Most people don't know what they're talking they, about. Well, they've, they've, just labeled, they've just listed all the things that people don't care about in the NBA. <laughs> like all the things that they watch the NBA not for. They watch for the dunks. They watch for the, you know, the dancing and the spectacle and the, the blocks and the high flying. All the shit that the NBA is popular for. None of that exists in the WNBA. Right. And also women don't really watch a lot of sports on television. So they're asking male viewers to watch women on sports. And what are men interested in mostly, even more than sports, which is hot-looking women? Yeah. So the fact that they're focusing around as a woman is the only way they're going to get more attention. And that may be sexist, but that's also the reality of your sport. Um, and also, by the way, she mentioned she, in her little quote, she mentioned how uh, nobody asked Tom Brady how good, you know, what he thinks about people calling him good-looking after a game. But they do talk about Tom Brady's looks all the time. I mean, he looks kind of like a, a defective monkey. Um, but he has nice hair, and he seems reasonably attractive. And they always ask him about his looks, and he's in commercials all the time, and all the girls are talking about how attractive he is. Yeah. That's I, not the first thing they talk about, obviously, but they do mention it a lot. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. that. I mean, it might be remarked that she's you know attractive, but I don't think it's out there all the time. I mean, it's not like she's that noticeably attractive, and – yeah, I mean, people talk about guys being attractive in sports all the time. It's just that no one cares about the sport. No one watches the sport, so it's like, oh, she's decent looking. I mean, <laughs> what, talk about. What, what else is someone going to write? You can talk about their 18-foot set shot. Amazing, amazing set you shot. Know, no way. one ever talks about the fact that the ball that they play with is so much smaller. So you'll see, like, uh, this chick shoots 95% of her free throws correctly. I mean, men can't do that. It's like, yeah, they play with the regulation ball. It's pretty common sense. The, the fucking hoop is the same size. So if you have a smaller ball, what do you think is going to happen? Happen. That's never brought up. Never that, mentioned. That seems pretty. Talking about ball size seems very sexist to me. <laughs> it just inherently, I, I agree. And the whole, I mean, the fact is, here's what I want to say: like, if you can dunk, I will stop talking about how you look. How you look. 
You're six five. If you can if you can plant a dunk around me right now, that's no. Do one's... you think she can dunk? She might be able to. Dunk. No, there's always there's always a rumor that there's one girl that can dunk, and there's always something like that. And they can kind of sort of dunk when there's like no one around and they're just kind of playing around. Yeah, but they can't. No one's done it like in a. There was one tape, like a famous YouTube tape of someone who a WNBA player dunked during a real game. But if you watch in slow motion, it doesn't look like any dunk you'd really like. One the, yeah, it was a barely, it was a barely there dunk. It was like a you know a, a five five ten guy in the NBA trying to dunk kind of thing. I don't, I just don't get the thing of like arguing, like you can't argue facts and 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 nature and con- like. All right, so no one likes your sport. You're not gonna like shame us into liking it. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing no. you can really say, especially don't talk about how good li- that I look. That's gonna make anyone watch the sport. Like, we don't watch it because there's no market for it. So you like, you know, politicizing it. It's not gonna help anything. And by the way, we've come a long way when uh, women are upset about being called good looking. Yeah, <laughs> that's like really. If that's your biggest complaint in life, I'm really sick of people calling me good looking. That's like a Kristen Stewart thing. I just hate my parents kind of life. Stop, I don't want to be good looking or Robin Wright did the same thing when she was a hot actress. I don't stop talking about how good looking I am. I want to be a serious a- actor or WNBA star. Right, you're like a fucking ugly slob. You feel better? <laughs> exactly. She does look a little bit like Lurch from the, the Adams family in the, in the right in the right light. So she should feel so she should feel so lucky. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean it's a, it's a crappy sport. I assume these women make at least some decent money playing the sport. There's some amount of money they're getting paid, six figures or something like that. It seems to me that's just... No, they make like... I think the minimum wage is like 20 grand a year. Really? The, the, the What do you call it? Minimum contract. Yeah, but the, high, the stars are making like 100 grand, 120 grand or something like that. They all go and play in, in Russia and in uh, and they China. Do like, they do get commercials and that, you know, shoot, shoot things from Nike and stuff like that too. I don't so. think that uh, Ella Della Don is, is really... I mean, nothing, you know, I'm not trying to insult her, but she's not really hot enough to make that complaint. Yeah, I wouldn't insult her. She is much bigger than you. I mean, Cheryl Swoop, she was, uh, she was a nice piece of yeah, she was a model. She was a six five model. Like, <laughs> like if you get pregnant, if you're in the WNBA and you get pregnant and you you can't play while you're pregnant, do you still get paid? Um, I, why can't you play when you're pregnant? That's also sexist. You should be able to play, play off the time you get birth. You get birth on the court. They should do a halftime show where someone just gives birth. That'd be awesome. You know what? The, it might now, be you're just being, now you're just being radically. Sexist. I want to watch the game where Brittany Griner and she, she's like six seven. Six eight and her girlfriend, whose name I can't remember, uh, they're like on different teams and they like got in a real fist fight. Yes, like in, yes. I would never watch that entire game, but like a synopsis of them guarding each other, I yeah. think that would be somewhat. You're not going to get that in the regular NBA. Two guys that used to fuck each other, no, like guarding each other. And one's pregnant, and maybe she maybe she hits her in the belly and she loses her baby. <laughs> I'm just throwing, I'm throwing out there for like for, for a promotional night, just right. for a promotional night. You got to fill the Staples Center with stuff, man. I, I, people, watch. you know what? Wrestling fans would watch that. They totally watch that. <laughs> I right, Del Don. I'm looking up at you. Stop. Just shut the fuck up. That's just ridiculous. Our last segment today, Matt. Uh, it's been ten days, so I know you had time to read an article this week. Uh, I did. This is I shit you not. This is where you read exactly one article uh, in the newspaper online, an online <laughs> paper when you're not watching porn, and something that uh, you present to me, which I totally, mostly in disbelief that you actually can read. Uh, this week, give a story about a barber who was refu- a male barber is refusing to serve uh, trannies, uh, and because they can't get haircuts. You want to explain your story? Because you are uh, the training defender on this show. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So a former Army reservist, Kendall Oliver. So this is a woman who became a man. Who served in our military and defended this country. And uh, she went. She gave her life. Sorry. He went to get a haircut. Well, she became a he. He. But he wants to be called they. They. Well, now, wasn't that just the person who wrote the article who said they? No. It said that. 
He prefers Oliver uh, uses the gender neutral pronoun they. But isn't that that is a plural, correct? Yeah, so that makes no sense. That's like saying you're two different people. Would you call her it? You can call him it, her well, it. That would be the grammatically uh, correct way to refer to someone in non-gender specific as an as an object. Okay, so it went to it, it. It went to the barber to get so a haircut. It went to the barber. <laughs> it went to the barber to get a haircut. And it said that uh, it wanted a haircut, and and it has a short haircut, a short hairstyle. It's a woman in the appearance in the guise of a man, more or less a Bieber haircut. Not not exactly a men's haircut, but not a woman's haircut. Kind of short on the sides. And yeah, longer. no, it's sad that you would make that reference. <laughs> really fucking sad. And so it went into the bar, and the barber is this. I don't even know what part of California this is, but I'm guessing inland. Uh, and the barber said that uh, they wouldn't cut In- inland read Hispanic. Yeah, and they they wouldn't. Yes, yes, very Hispanic. They wouldn't cut the hair because um, they just don't cater to women. It's a men's barber shop, and there's a woman. Uh, it who was who used to be a woman who's now living as a man came in, and, and the barber said, "I will not serve." You because you are really a woman and not a man. Right. And the barber came up with this bizarre sort of vaguely biblical explanation. Women are given hair to project their beauty or some shit. And they <laughs> just didn't want to cut the hair. I don't know. They just don't – you know. I just, so that's – now that's so – the barber obviously was a, was a religious person. For religious and moral reasons, didn't want to cut the hair of a tranny basically, right? But you know, he used this excuse that you're actually technically a woman, therefore I have to cut your hair because of the men's barber well, would shop. Would they cut a normal woman's hair if a flowing locked? You know, if uh, no, I don't think he would. He'd say, well, I mean, if he was pushed on it, he probably would. But he'd say this is a men's barber shop. If the woman insisted, he'd probably give her a haircut because so they can have a woman's gym, right? Why can't you have a men's barber shop? Uh, you can have a men's barber shop. You just have to serve uh, trannies posing, uh, living as men. So it's no. just like the men. Well, I'm glad you brought up the locker room conversation because. Now, in 2016, if you claim you're a man, you use the men's locker room if you're a woman and vice versa. Yes. So that rule has been established that if you decide declare you're a man, there was a guy up in Portland who was hanging out with the, the girls changing for the swim class. It's a big swinging cock <laughs> yeah, hanging like, out. It's, it's what you declare you are that decides which uh, thing. Yeah, you can have men and women, but you get to decide which one you are now. So he's a men's barbershop. She, uh, it decided that uh, it's a man. Watch that. That was pretty clever. Uh, it decided it's a man, and it wanted a haircut. And this guy said, no, I'm not cutting your its haircut. And uh, then, by the way, that's against the law in California because you have to serve people. You cannot discriminate service. If you're a service provider in business, you cannot discriminate based on sexual identity or, or tranny identity. What about gender, though? Uh, I think you could if it's practical to your business, like you oh, said. Okay. If it was a, you know, if it's a, you can be a men's barbershop now. Probably you probably could not legally refuse a woman a haircut. Right. I would imagine so uh, because there's no reason why you couldn't cut Just a woman's no hair. No one gives a shit. No women are going in there. No, a woman would not go to an old cranky old Empire <laughs> Spanish dude's barbershop to get their haircut. But don't you feel? Look, I mean, yes, you should not be. Just, if, here's my here's my feeling. If you're if you're making cake, fucking cake, wedding cakes, or you're cutting hair, you should just cut everyone's hair and make cakes for everybody. Because you're in business, you've opened up a business to make money. You're not in business to sell your moral principles or something like that. If it's a hardware store, you shouldn't care if a fucking tranny or gay person wants to buy a hammer if you don't like gay yeah. people. Just We've sell come a long hammer. way from the Woolworths lunch counter. You know, uh, we kind of decided as a society it's not really cool. To uh, discriminate against people because it just—it's not a good look. For well, society. and it's really—and it's really bad for business, by the way. And I mean, if you started getting all the trainees coming in, maybe a lot of men wouldn't want to use your hair, your barbershop anymore because I could see that. But that's not the case. This is a once—it's an occasional thing. Just fucking take the order. On the other hand, 
Old dude, I feel bad for old dudes how fast the world is changing. This dude's like a male barber who, by the way, they don't really handle change very well. <laughs> They've been doing the same things their entire life. They've been cutting fucking men's hair. And now a woman saying she's a man comes in and says, I want a haircut. And I can see that an old guy just getting flustered by that. And I kind of feel sorry for the dude just because the world has changed around him. And he's having to do shit just because this person wants to make a, you know, is going to men's only barbershop to make a point. I Yeah, I mean, I could see. I don't really feel sorry for old people when they're, like, on the wrong side of things. But uh, I also. It wasn't, like he, it wasn't like he beat her with a stick or, like, lit her on, put a tire around her or lit her on fire like a, like a rape revenge thing in, in Pakistan. I mean, he just well, told her, I only, I only cut the haircut. I only do haircuts for men. Was he just super confused? He's like, so this the woman's calling herself a guy and she's saying they and she's claiming to be two people at once. And she's she probably came in with a list of other words he can and can't say <laughs> yes. and probably, like, complained about something someone said sitting there waiting well, for the haircut. Well, also, she might have tit. I mean, her tits were showing. I don't – who knows? What's, I mean, obviously he knew that it wasn't a man he knew right away it he wasn't may have a man. just been really confused i think he just got confused and just said i don't i don't think he said like the death to trannies and hell of this fucking pentagram and shit like that right i think he just said this is a men's barbershop i only cut men's hair well do you think she went in there he fucking it's uh they Jesus, them, Matt. 2016 that, that group of yes. people if i could their that their party went <laughs> of one went in there how about the party of one that's fine uh the party of one went in there and uh just walked by hey this looks like a great place to get a haircut in this random neighborhood that i've never been or no they target of course you target well either you target intentionally for political reasons or target because it said men's barbershop and she wanted to prove that she was a man by going to the men's barbershop which doesn't make you a man you can go to Supercuts, by the way. I go to Supercuts all the time. It's entirely tranny, as far as I can tell. It's every Supercuts in the Los Angeles area is entirely tranny. I mean, every time I sit down to get a haircut, there's there's like it's all sort. I mean, it looks like the Star Wars fucking bar scene in there. I mean, it's just like you can go into any Supercuts and get a haircut. No one's going to say we don't serve your kind in Supercuts. Right. Our kind is every kind. They'll there's cut like a, a fucking dog. Well, there's like a for eight bucks. Yeah, there's like a lady just escaped prison from Guatemala cutting people's hair, and <laughs> some lady who's like just escaped a Chinese death camp is, is doing the bleach people was like across the room yeah. it's like a wild ride in there you can do anything in there so I, I think obviously he she being a he made it was trying to make a point here and this poor old spanish dude who's been cutting hair for 40 years doesn't know any different he just like said no I'm, I'm not ready for my world to change that much today right. so can't you feel a little sympathy for him can we end on that can you feel a little sympathy for the old man I feel a little, yeah, a little bit. Because if, uh, if he's saying, "Look, I can tell you're trying to do a thing. I'm just trying to cut hair and fucking die in this shot. I'm not. I don't want to get involved. No. Like, I don't want to fucking get involved. I'm a barber. Man. I do small talk. I want to talk a about eight dollar barber. I want to talk about the Lakers. I want to talk about the Dodgers. I don't and the have Lakers. a lot of nuanced opinions on things. No. I'm, I'm talking about the weather and the Dodgers. Not changing the world. I'm no. not politically astute. No. Just let me cut these fucking yeah. you know. I cut hair for hairs. Like, I cut hair for like eight bucks a head. You know? Yeah. Like, the, I don't need this today, right? I'm not. I'm not here to change the fucking world no trump voter the trump voter by the way absolutely all right matt you have something you wish to pimp and promote this week on the show uh i'm on twitter at matthew ralston and i'm trying to use twitter even though it's real fucking boring yeah twitter is for 12 year old girls you should be good at it by the way Uh, and uh but i do post articles the shit that i wrote and other stuff uh uh, so you can find me at mattralston.net or on twitter at matthew ralston awesome you should ride a tricycle while drinking by the way I'd watch that. <laughs> I'm down to a drink. I don't know about the tricycles. I don't think I ever rode. I went straight. I went straight to bicycle. I believe. Uh, for our sound engineer Brian, who still can't ride a bike, <laughs> it's just Lex. Last man on earth. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>